Norfolk to me is kind of a cabinet of curiosities of all the folklore and ghost stories and, and strange interesting places to visit in Norfolk. Weird Norfolk to me is like an encyclopedia of oddity. Ghosts, UFOs, hauntings, amazing stones, folklore, magical stories. Weird Norfolk to me is about the preservation and sharing of these stories and the importance that that has in our tradition locally and nationally. My name's Shifra Connor, I'm the curator and researcher for Weird Norfolk. And I'm Stacia Briggs and I write Weird Norfolk. And I'm Richard Fair, the producer of the Weird Norfolk podcast. Today we're going to be discussing a UFO that was seen over Deerham in 1977. Um, first of all, you may notice two things, I guess. One, Richard isn't with us today because he's not feeling very well. The second thing is, we might sound a little bit echoey, but it's because we're in a really fancy room at the Assembly House in Norwich. It looks and like it, we're having a seance, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, when I walked in, we were like, there's a table in the middle of the room. I was like, are we going to sit here? <laughs> Is anybody there? Yeah, with a tablecloth, and it looks as if we're about to get the cups upside down. Yeah. And we, might, we might get to that without yeah, Richard. Maybe, we yeah. may need to have somebody kind of <laughs> involved. A third entity <laughs> yeah. to keep us up. To ha- maybe we could call him up, Yeah, couldn't we? <laughs> Just, I don't know, he's only up the road, yeah. but we could try. We could just phone him, I suppose. Yeah. It'd be easier, wouldn't it? Maybe we should have done that. Just phone in, Skype yeah. in. Um, <laughs> Next time. But we've got some, the Assembly House have provided us with some very nice mint tea. Lovely. And are very kindly given us a room. Yeah. Which I will try not to get distracted looking at, because it's really pretty. We may hear the strains of Assembly House Classical, because their concert is today, oh, so they'll be tuning up in a bit. So yeah. if you hear that, it's not a haunted piano. Well, it might be if they're not here but it's uh yeah if you hear any tinkling in the background it's not us okay ufos dearham go yeah so on his way to order a chinese takeaway (laughs) stuart bennett saw something strange as the car he was a passenger in turned out of dearham marketplace on the evening of 11th of may 1977 (laughs) at around 9 30 p.m he said it was a flying saucer that is the only way to describe it Mr. Bennett told a reporter at the Durham and Fakenham Times, I'm not a crank, but I have been interested in UFOs for some time. This is the first time I've ever seen anything like this. Mr. Bennett, who lived at Toftwood, was heading to pick up a Chinese takeaway when he felt compelled to look up. He said, travelling across the sky was this flying saucer. It was completely unmistakable. (gasps) Do you know what my first thought about this was? I was really impressed that in 1977 you could go and get a Chinese takeaway in Durham at 9.30pm. Yeah, Chinese takeaways were really popular. I watched a documentary on BBC4 well, about Chinese takeaways. even so, it's Durham, it's 9.30. And also, I also thought that's quite late for tea. Yeah, it is. <laughs> maybe it was a twinner, second dinner. Yeah, maybe it was quite... Unless he worked shifts or something and he was like... I suppose so. I just thought that is impressive that yeah. he was able to get one then. Uh, to be fair, I have to admit, I was quite impressed that it was at a Chinese yeah. takeaway as well. And they say you, that... You think it might be at a chippy. People say that Norfolk is backward, but in 1977, Pretty at 9.30, thinking. you could go and get a Chinese. I and mean, I think, really, that's all we need to say It also issue. kind of made me want a Chinese because I haven't had one for ages. I had one the other day. It was very nice. Mm. But it wasn't at 9.30. I'd have been too hungry no. by then. 
Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, to be fair, somehow this story gains a great deal in, in the fact that he was on his way to get a Chinese, doesn't it? Yeah. And I don't know why, but it really does. I mean, I, he was... So he was the passenger in the car, so he wasn't the only person to see it. So that does add some... I'm just going to say, we obviously know that I have certain issues relating... You do. I, I was thinking about this last night, and I was kind of thinking, why might you not like UFOs? Um, and I kind of thought to myself, it's because they're not really remotely magical. Yeah. They're just... I, I don't think either of us could claim that they don't exist. Well, like, UFOs oh, we do exist. Yeah, exactly. But, but anything, really? in the sky, <laughs> anything in the sky right. that isn't identified... Well, is what, a UFO? then what do you have to say about them? We don't need to get to this yet. We're no. going to come back to this, so, and, and I'm going to quote fact to you. Okay, good. So yeah, as well as speaking to the Durham and Fakenham Times, um, he spoke to our most favourite of Fortean publications, the Lantern. 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 Don't call it the Lantern. 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 Yeah. Um, he said... It had a red pulsating light beneath it and an orange glow in one of the windows or portholes. Quite interesting. It travelled silently across the sky from east to west at no more than 40 feet above the rooftops. It was approximately 30 foot long and was metallic in colour. It was in full view for at least 15 seconds. There can be no mistake about this. It was so close, about 100 yards. It moved across my field of view at almost level flight. Hmm. I mean, it does sound like, you know, maybe it was on its way to get a Chinese. Yeah. I mean, as far as UFO things go, I find this probably one of the most convincing. This one makes me think, hmm. Mm. Is that because he uses the words flying saucer and that in itself makes it slightly more interesting to you. I think if, if I want a UFO, I want it to be a flying saucer. I want it to look like a drawing from the 1950s. Yeah. I do not want it to look like, I don't know, yeah. just a light bulb. I think you're right, actually, because if when it's just like, oh, I saw some lights in the sky, and you're like, mm. well, I see lights in the sky all the time. Yeah, Whereas they're called this, stars. he saw... Like there's an, he's done a sketch of it. His and drawing it is, so, is amazing. Like, classic it's, UFO. It's so sweet. It and is, yeah. It's, it's it's exactly what you would see in a 1950s <laughs> film, isn't it? Like, yeah, exactly. It is exactly like a frisbee with lights, really, yeah. isn't it? And and like little windows yeah. and lights beaming down from it and lights coming from one of the windows. And and I think because he's like him and his his. It was his cousin that he was driving with, um, and she saw it as well, and she said... She didn't go into as much detail as he does, but she says it was definitely recognisable. As a saucer. As a saucer. And because of that, it makes me think they must... It, they must have seen something. They must have seen something. But you're going to say it was military? No. I do have another possibility. Do you? Yeah, I, but I'll come to that. Um, he did go... There was more description from him. He said... Um, it was about the size of a low-flying jet. It was like a huge model being held up in the sky. I could see a row of windows or portholes along the top. I mean, I, when was um, Encounter the Third Kind? Well, in your writer for this, I think you said it was the same year that that was yeah. released. Yeah, so, um, I mean, that, I that's the only thing that makes me kind of slightly dubious about this, that I, I don't think we can 
underplay how huge that film was. Yeah, I don't know what. And that time made of year everybody is. do that thing with mash. Yeah, forever. I've even done that with mash. Yeah. I really like mashed potatoes. I love mashed potato, and I like doing that. Yeah. And and having enough mashed potato, mashed potato, potato that you could do that is a good day. To I mean, otherwise, have it's you a small mountain. Mm. I have when I haven't yet served it, and I have mm. served it to a table like the mountain in their close encounters and no one got it really but I knew what I was doing and then they had to take their own and then they ruined it but yes I that does that's that's slightly concerning that this was it was UFO mad wasn't mm. it at that time and people knew what they were yeah and people knew what they looked like and I guess there is this the, the suggestion of suggestion isn't there mm. that you would have been seeing if it wasn't already out by then you would have been seeing pre-publicity for this film and yeah. you would have been seeing those pictures. Um, in which case, it's quite sad that it didn't land. Um, one of the things I like best about this story, and I do, I will say on record, I do like this UFO story. Oh my God. And one of the reasons that I like oh, happy it day. is because Mr. Bennett rang me. <gasps> yeah. Like, the day after it went in the UDP, he called me, and at first I was like... This, this is just someone... I think he'd left a message for me and then he called me and it was like, oh, somebody wants to speak to you about UFOs. And I was like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, then he called back and he was actually really interesting. And um, he was just so genuine and so like compelling with it. Is um, this the only one he's seen? Well... This change, he said this changed his life. Right. And after this, if I remember correctly, he had other experiences and he had experiences of like alien visitations and things like that. Yeah. Um, but he said, you know, he was like, it genuinely completely changed my outlook on life. Uh, you know, and he was so adamant that this was exactly what he saw. And so to this day, like, this was last year, I think, that he called, you know, he was completely genuine. And I always find this about speaking to UFO experiences in particular. They are so genuine. Yeah. When I speak to them, I, I can't help but, like, believe them. Yeah. Even if I feel there must be a logical explanation. They really genuinely do experience I think we, was, we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? That is the case with these, a lot of people we talk to about their experiences, whatever they are, UFO, Bigfoot, um, ghosts, that these experiences are real because they're real to them mm -hmm. and there might be a logical solution to all of them, but that doesn't mean their story is untrue, does yeah. it? And it doesn't mean we can prove it either way, yeah. really. We are just reporting what we've been told yeah. and what people say to us. The judgment is for you to make, yeah. not for us. But, um, yeah, I've... I, I remember you speaking to him, and he it was exactly the same story, wasn't it? And, yeah. and you could imagine that if that's what you thought you saw, this really would be a life-changing yeah. moment. You've just had proof that there is life, intelligent life, yeah. on other planets, haven't yeah. you? As far as you're concerned, yeah. you've just had that proof. The other thing that he was very thrilled about was that I watched Ancient Aliens. It, yeah. We did talk about Ancient Aliens for quite a long time. Did he have a favourite or favourite episode? Mm. Do you have a favourite episode? No, they all kind of merge into one. <laughs> I was actually, I genuinely watched one last night. Have they done time-travelling humans? I think they have at some point. Because that's quite a... a I kind of oh, yeah, no, they did talk about that. Did they? I don't know if it was Ancient Aliens. It might have been, like, UFOs exposed or something. And somebody in South America 
in the 1940s saw a, a saucer shape hovering near their farm and it had a dome or a window but they saw a human like a human in there trying to it looked like they were trying to fix something <laughs> and then they DIY. panicked when they realized they were seen and they i thought, kind of feel though that if it was time traveling humans that they would at least make themselves vaguely known so that you would know that it wasn't aliens but the government probably already knows <sighs> one of the things about this that this sighting is that it was only reported by Mr. Bennett. Is it Bennett? Yes. Yeah, and his cousin. And for something that's so that was so big, it's a bit odd that no one else saw it. Mm. That's like the downside on this one. It was 9:30 p.m. in Durham. But obviously, in 1977, Chinese takeaway was open. It was open, but I doubt much else was. Mm. Most sensible, right-minded people would have been in their beds, Shifra, ready for a day's work the next, an honest yeah. day's work on the land. So they would have been in bed. But yeah, no, I take your point. It, it is surprising, although I believe there was another visit. Um, yes, I have got other Durham. Durham actually turns out is a bit of a hotbed. <laughs> UFOs. Who knew? Um, so I've got a few. So we, it, when we did the original story, we reported one in 2012, which I don't know if you want to share. Yeah, so in 2012, a businessman who asked not to be named, which kind of immediately makes me even more um, kind of, uh, or believe this more, was left shocked when he saw three mysterious grey objects hovering the sky over Durham in March. At first, I thought it was three geese. They were in formation like planes. It was two at the back, one at the front. They started to go a lot quicker, and the orange glow was a lot brighter, and two split off to the left and one to the right. I mentioned it to my wife. I said, I'm not going mad, but you'll never guess what I've just seen. I don't know what it was. And that came after another report of pretty much the same thing in Cheshire from another chap the night oh, before. Okay. So the same oh, thing so was seen, yeah. So, yeah. So it kind of seems similar, too similar, not to have been something, although far more likely at that point to be something military, surely. Mm. Well, one of the things I did want to flag up is how close Durham is to a lot of military bases. So during 1977, these were all of the active sites. So it was 22 miles from RAF Coltishaw, 30 miles from RAF Feltwell, 20 miles from RAF Marham, 20 miles from RAF Sculthorpe, 12 miles from West Raynham, 10 miles from Watton, and only 5 miles from RAF Swanton Morley. It really is the epicentre. So it's like, if you think, like, all of those, like, things, like... Yeah. Uh, and although some of these bases are kind of listed as, like, training bases or residential kind of places that's what they're telling us Stacia. <laughs> that's what they want that's us what to they think. want us to think oh it's just like a, a housing base and underneath think, there's like I this massive i think if you UFO. see for example um what are those that what are those planes that are like massive triangles i have seen one mm, you know the ones i mean yeah still i think the first time people saw them i know Everybody thought they'd seen a UFO yeah. because they're so otherworldly, yeah. aren't they? So what is to say that this wasn't, or these things in the skies over Durham, like I said, I've got a few more examples. I would be far more down with the RAF. Not that they don't do a marvellous job, etc. 
but on the whole, as a, as a pacifist, you know, I'd mm. like us to sort of have a chat about things instead. Um, I'd be much more down if they made their planes look like this. Yeah. I'm not really interested in their planes at the moment. No. They don't the really stealth do one, I guess, was quite exciting because it was like yeah. completely... Well, that was like a UFO, wasn't yeah. it? That's better. The other ones look like planes, don't yeah. they? I'm sure they're really good. But I would prefer it if they flew their missions in a flying saucer. Yeah. That would be better, Definitely. wouldn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I was just trying to think of what other shapes... I was silent then because I was just trying to think of what other shapes... The RAF fly. <laughs> Plane-shaped ones. No, but if they could fly him in any other shape. A massive llama. <laughs> I was going to say a unicorn. Nobody expects to see a me... unicorn over a war zone, do they? Do and no imagine? one's going to fire at it, are they? <laughs> and then it could drop bum, bombs It'd out of its like bum. It'd be like the Trojan horse. The Trojan flying unicorn. unicorn. Well, there we go. And warfare would be far more of a pleasant affair. At least it would look nice. If Weird Norfolk did warfare, <laughs> yeah. that's how it would be. Um, but this, as well, this sighting was right in the middle of the Cold War. Mm. So all those military bases specialising in air things. Because <laughs> they're not like army bases, are they? They're RAF. Yeah. And Cold War. Okay, it just I, says yeah, government I, conspiracy. I see, I, I, I see you're ruining the UFO, and I raise you the fact that in summer last year, the Navy admitted that it studies UFOs and that it believes in them. What the Navy did? Yes. Why did the Navy so this admit is, that? This is the American Navy. This is after. In December it's just 2017, there were two videos <laughs> that showed Navy pilots encountering mysterious spherical objects that appeared to move through the air in ways that baffled experts. A third, released in March 2018, mm. depicted a similar encounter. And in 2019, a Navy official publicly called these mysterious objects unidentified aerial phenomena, which isn't as sexy as UAP. No. UAP giving a name to the dots and reigniting scrutiny around the unidentified flying object, a term the Navy doesn't want to use. Um, and they admitted that, that these things are real and they do not know what they are. They're not saying they're being piloted by aliens. They're saying they have no idea what they are and they have no way of finding out. So therefore, to them, they are UAPs. Really, that is really interesting. And, and the, yeah, it was and said it, to be the most, the biggest announcement by the Navy or the American Navy for years. I totally missed it. I know, well, there you go. See, that's because they I'm are, they are literally off your radar, aren't they? So oh, there we go. <clears throat> so if you've got the Navy kind of saying, you know, and, and these videos, if you, I don't know if you've seen them, they are mm. quite compelling yeah. um, and easily YouTubeable. But I think, I think if you've got them saying we can't... Yeah, we can't... We, we don't know what they are. And they would have an entire department studying this, wouldn't they? Just because they would have an entire department studying how other planes approach them, yeah. how other, you know... So for but them that, not to like, know... kind of leaves it vague enough for it not necessarily... We always think of them that they're going to be, like, me mechanical objects. But if they're unexplained, they don't know what they are. Could they be biological objects? What, like massive flies? Yeah. But I don't know. I'm oh, sorry. Stace has just knocked the microphone just so I really want nose. another tea. Um, I can't <laughs> wait. And it's so delicious. 
Um, yeah, I'm not sure. And, and I was, as I was saying to you earlier, this business of, can you hear this? It's like one of them, AF, what is it? Oh, oh, where you listen to nice sounds. Yeah. Should we talk like this? Okay, <laughs> um, baby, need a wee. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't do that here. <clears throat> It'll go through the boards. Um, this business of, of, uh, of whether or not they are real. So what is your feeling? Do you think that aliens are visiting us? No. Not at all? I don't think aliens are visiting us. Why? Because I think we would know. Why would we know? But why wouldn't we not know? Because we don't because know loads of things. We don't know silly. what was before... What was before the universe? Does God exist? I could, uh, there are lots of big questions that we don't know the answer to. Well, I know about God. To, well, yeah, you think you do. But we have to be in a position where we're saying that we, I until just, things are proven... Yeah, I just think that if alien, unless they look like exactly the same as us and are just like... Are you an alien stationer? Is this you trying to tell me that like, um, you know something? <laughs> well, have you not seen Doctor Who? There's a, there's lots of you know, and they all speak English, which is really handy. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> really good. good. I don't know. I just think that we would they they've meant to be a visiting for you know ancient aliens. The whole title of the show is like they've been here forever. I just think if it was aliens, we would know. I feel more although I am still sceptical about it, I feel more inclined to believe humans... Time travelling. I, I would believe more time travel. Well, that, if that is the case, then that is properly rubbish, because if it is, there's no excuse for them not to let us know. Absolutely none. But this is it. They have let us know. They've just not let you and me know. But why would they let the man know and not let us know? Why? Because it's because they're money not doing and anything. power. But they're not doing anything. They're just flying above Durham. Well, they're, not, they're not doing stuff, are they? I think that's silly. What would you like aliens? Hello. Well, they're not aliens. They're time-travelling humans. Oh, so I'd like the time-travelling human. They could have, like... But you they're time-travelling like from they, the future, they... so they don't know you. Well, they don't need to know me. They just need to let me know <laughs> that they're time-travelling from the future, so they could have a banner that they drag from the back of the UFO. Couldn't they? Like they do with planes when it says something like, do you Lisa, think will you marry me? they don't want to like, mess up the timeline? Time's a bit I'm not saying that they need to say, I don't know, COVID-19 is actually a bit bad. You know, take, wash your hands. <laughs> That's what they could do, couldn't they? They could come back with public service messages to stop bad things well, happening. Well, they could come back with the... Um, Lottery numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the antidote, but that's not the word I was looking for. Vaccine. Vaccine. Same thing, isn't it? Mm. Is it? I don't know. We're getting off topic. Yeah. So I have some other deer and sightings. Um, so 1977. This could be the Mr. Bennett one. It's on the UFO register for 1987. Um, doesn't give much details apart from that it was a Type Four UFO, which is saucer-shaped, round, centrally domed, domes variously proportioned. What's Type One? I can't remember. Why would that not be type one? That's the classic. I know. I'll have to have a look. Yeah. Um, um, and then there's one uh, logged on ufoinfo.com in December 2008. Um, my on wife, New Year's Eve, I'd on like to say. On New Year's Eve. At yeah. around 
9.45. It's interesting that these all happen around the same sort of time. That's interesting. I bet you that Chinese was still open. Yeah, we should check if it is. <laughs> we should check. Um, conditions were cloudy. The shape of object was round. Uh, my wife and I were walking home after a meal when we both spotted an orange light in the sky. So why is yeah. it always orange? No. We watched this light for about two minutes when it turned and rapidly got smaller, flying away from us. I'm an aviation enthusiast, and my wife thought that it was an aircraft on fire. It was definitely, it definitely was not. There were no blinking lights, just an orange ball of light and no sound. We continued on our way home. The ball appeared again in what my opinion is exactly the same place. This time it seemed to come closer to us before turning and getting smaller again. There was no sounds from this object, and when it did fly away from us, it was at an incredible speed, disappearing in a matter of seconds. UFO info note, they say, as with similar reports, I asked the witness to have a look at the UFO balloons website to see if this might have been what they had seen, and I received the following reply. Having looked at the UFO balloons footage, my wife and I are pretty sure that these are not what we saw. Like I said, this glowing was too fast to be a balloon on a calm night. I've seen the balloons before, and this was like was nothing like them. I've spoken to a few of my friends regarding this incident to find at least three other people saw these lights. All of the same opinion. All of the same opinion that they saw something which isn't explainable. It's just it's interesting. I find it interesting that they're all around the same time, way back from 1970s right through to kind of pretty much current day. Yeah, that is interesting. It but is, and it, would the would the MOD be flying a mission on New Year's Eve when there's mm. going to be lots of fireworks at around that time? Yeah. Unlikely. It's unlikely. It's just, it's interesting. Mm. I do have one explanation. Brilliant. Lenticular cloud formations. Oh, are they the ones that look a bit like rainbow? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. So I'm they, not sure about this. They do look really like UFOs. Do you know that Diego Maradona said he was abducted by aliens no. after a drinking session? I did not know that. Is he a footballer? <laughs> he is. Is he? A, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, he is. Hand of God. Um, well, although it does say <laughs> a lenticular cloud is a lens-shaped cloud that normally develops on the down, downwards... <laughs> On the downwind side of a mountain or a mountain range, right, okay. and we are significantly lacking yeah. in mountain ranges. I, I hear your theory, and to it, like I say one. no. No? No. I think they could be explanation for some UFOs, but not necessarily for this one. No. I think it was a UFO, and I think Durham is, the truth is out there in Durham. I think there is a reason they're all coming there, and someday we will find that out. It would be handy if a time-travelling human would let us know why. So do you think it's you aliens, or do you think it's time-travelling humans? Um, I Really? I don't think it's either. <laughs> I think it's the Ministry of Defence, because it's literally in the middle of about 8 million different... Yeah. Uh, so I think it's that. Um, it could be them point, they alien would, technology. They would... Oh, my word. They would not... The thing is, this is why aliens are difficult and UFOs are difficult, isn't it? Because... It just goes off on one, doesn't it? You know, oh, what are they? What? And that is the fault of um, Mulder and Scully, really. But yeah, let us know if you've seen anything strange in the skies. Especially um, over Durham. Especially over Durham, but we will take any. We're not, you know, Durham East, are we? We will take others. 
Um, and uh, hopefully we will one day see one ourselves and then be convinced. Yeah. Weird Norfolk is brought to you by Archant Podcasts. For all advertising and sponsorship inquiries, contact matt.withers at archant.co.uk. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant.